Hello, listeners, it's Joe. I just wanted to remind you it's that time of year where you can support Defocus by becoming a member of the Incomparable Network. You can sign up for a monthly or annual pledge to support this podcast directly. And to do that, you go to theincomparable.com slash members and sign up. You can choose which shows on the network you'd like to support. If you just check the box for Defocus, your contribution will come to us after a few fees are taken out. Our podcast never has ads, so membership is the only financial support for this show. If you listen to other podcasts on the Incomparable Network, you can also check their boxes and your contribution will be shared equally by all of the shows you want to support. As a thank you for supporting us, members receive lots of extras from the Incomparable Network. Uh, There are exclusive podcast feeds, including ad-free special editions of the Incomparable Mothership, uh, bootlegs of our live recording sessions, including a dedicated bootleg feed for Defocused, a special feed full of bonus episodes that only members get to hear, and access to fun members-only Discord. New members will also receive free Incomparable swag as well. It's become an annual tradition that Dan and I record an episode about a DreamWorks movie with our friend Micah Sargent, and this year we conclude the last of the four Shrek movies. You can go back and listen to any of the previous member specials in the First Class podcast feed. There are contribution levels at $5, $10, and $20 per month, and annual equivalents are available as well. If you're already a member, it's easy to increase your pledge to a higher level and get some special stuff in return, including some free Incomparable swag too. If you'd like to support us, go to theincomparable.com slash members and sign up. Thanks, and now enjoy the show. Okay, three, two, one. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, better now that you are here. Um, uh, me, me and Doug yeah. Veal are both here, by the way. <laughs> well, congratulations to everyone for being here. Uh, uh, that, was a, that was a fun little treat uh, just for Doug that nobody else is going to ever no. experience. But um, how's it going? Uh, it's fine. Long, Been busy. Long time no pod. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Things been busy for Let, you, Dan? I know the answer to this. Fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, stuff is... This week has actually been um, slowing down, which is weird. Because, like, I found myself, like, looking at my to-do list, and there was nothing on it. Well, there's stuff on it, but, like, there's nothing pressing on it. And then I looked over at, like, Slack, and there were, like, no unread messages. And I was like, well, this is weird. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I, I, I had to decide what to do, and it was odd. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a nice trend. I, I like, I like the ability to take a little breath every now and again. A breather. Do you, do you enjoy breathing? Uh, you know, I like that it happens, but I can't say <laughs> that I really think about it too much. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you can say you, you, you prefer to, to do the breathing rather than not do the breathing. Yeah. I gotta say, um, although if you had to stand, if you had to draw a line in the sand and, and, and have a stance on, on the breathing then i, I gotta be on the pro breathing side i suppose yeah mm-hmm. if i really no, had to choose it's tough but you know mm-hmm. like i was like a west coast thing i feel like the east coasters are very like anti-breathing you know i i don't i don't know that they even think about breathing so much i think they just like they have their well, mouths open other people because, do it in their faces yeah. like you know they're, they're like a don't breathe on my side of the fence or whatever but i'm gonna breathe all over wherever i feel like breathing because you know mm-hmm yeah, d- don't breathe on me is the flag of yeah Virginia or whatever. It's it's that uh, it's that really congested uh, snake. Yeah, that's why he's always using that tongue. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's why his mouth's open. He's a mouth breather. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> just like all the East Coasters. <laughs> oh, we we're about to offend like four different demographics with that one. But um, I mean, we'll it's OK. I put I put it in a footnote of a blog post on six colors and half of my mentions in the past hour are just angry East Coasters. Oh, the one that the one that you just posted a little bit ago here. Yeah. I mean, it's not exciting. All I said was, you know, they changed the iPhone pre-order time and I, to be more friendly to people who are not in California and then all the East Coasters. You know, they, they, deserve, uh, they deserve a little something for their trouble for living in such a terrible part of the country that, mm-hmm. you know, we it's, we'll throw them a bone. Like we'll wake up a little early to buy our telephones and make them feel better about themselves for, you know, their circumstances. Yeah. All that humidity. Um, we gotta, gotta give them some kind of an upside. All those lakes. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you doing with all those lakes? What do you need lakes for? Settle down guys. Yeah. I mean, grow up, get an ocean. They don't have mountains, Dan. They just got those, those little like rolling yeah. hills and stuff. Yeah. Rolling hills with trees on. Like, yeah. And what are you gonna do with that? No, this is like Build a cabin. Don't, don't look very mountainous over there. No. Mm. What do they know about terrain? No, no. And those beaches. God, don't even get me started on those beaches. Mm, who loves rocks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. Um, but, you know. You know, do, you know who doesn't experience beaches? Yeah, you know who doesn't experience breathing? Except when he's inhaled by a priest and then explodes the priest. Um, Dracula. Dracula, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. Mm-hmm. Except this We're, is uh, movies called Ren- Renfield, because it's about Renfield, not Dracula. Sure. It's mm-hmm. a, it's an interesting name. You think it's going to rise in popularity with uh, newly born children in the next, you know, year-ish or so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be uh, Cameron, Apple, Dexter, and Renfield. Mm-hmm. Dexter? Oh, from the show with the murder? Well, I just meant the name in general. Like, it could be the laboratory, or it could be the murder. But, you know possibilities oh the the la- i got the the cartoon network the kid with the accent inexplicably mm-hmm. yes and the sister well, you suppose he got those small lab coats you think he made those himself i don't know i mean and the purple gloves it, mm. that's it's hard to find like i, I suppose they, maybe they make child size purple gloves i mean they didn't have like the availability of amazon where they're just like drop shipping yeah all kinds of gloves from china all the time like i feel like he probably did like a vacuum form on his arms to get like a nice nice snug fit and then, you know, I, I don't know whether he was melting down toys or something. He's a small child to, to get some. It was probably latex back then. They probably hadn't moved on to the nitro gloves in, the, in that era. Yeah. What's well, the thing you have a latex allergy? Mm. Yeah, I mean, find out young, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, but Renfield. Renfield. Yeah. It's a movie from, from this year, no less. Yeah. I was also surprised. On the airplane. <laughs> oh, that's right. You saw it on an airplane, mm-hmm. and and you you thought to yourself, "This isn't terrible. Uh, we can talk about it." Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot on that flight, um, and most of them I don't actually want to ever talk about. Uh, so that's that's good. Uh, like, but you chose this one. You went out of your way to say yes, Renfield. Yeah, I mean, well, you asked me if there were any that weren't terrible. And so I, picked, I think I said which one was the least, least bad. Least of the bad. Ones you yes, saw. yeah, yeah. So uh, this was the least bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Holt is 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 the titular Renfield in here. Um, wasn't he also uh, in the zombie movie uh, a number of years ago? Wasn't that him, or was that a different different person who looked kind of like him? 
I don't remember him being in a zombie movie, but that's not to say that he wasn't. I'm scrolling. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling. Uh, uh, where? Yeah, Warm Bodies. There it is. Mm. 2013. Oh, I saw it ten years ago. Okay, so he was a he was he was a zombie that became a real boy in 2013, and now he's a he's a vampire familiar that is is working on becoming a real boy in this one. I he, I I wouldn't have expected. I wouldn't have called Nicholas Holt sort of a genre actor but he's really uh he's really leaning that way a little bit isn't he yeah i mean he was in um oh shoot what was the name of it the emma stone um and olivia coleman movie the by yorgos what's his name um uh recently it was a couple years ago um anyway so he was he was in that oh, the, the favorite the favorite yes exactly um and uh i mean it's it's pretty good um nicholas holt specifically in it is pretty funny uh but then he was also in like the menu uh recently which i would also classify as kind of a genre movie um yeah he, he was playing fairly straight up in that one i, I mean he was just a terrible person yeah yeah and the couldn't cook and then killed himself um spo- spoiler well, as you do as yeah. you do uh but then uh with this he's this whimpering familiar in a toxic relationship and uh i was initially skeptical of this movie when the, i saw the first trailer because i've seen a few seasons of what we do in the shadows and mm. that is also um i would say of a similar variety where it tries to make fun of the, the vampire tropes and genre and stuff. And there is a familiar tone, but yeah, yeah, there's a familiar that they have, uh, Guillermo. Um, and he, it, the tone of it is very different. Like you said, uh, I would say it's drier and also funnier than this is more like, you know, hit him with the jokes real fast. Um, kind of comedy. Uh, also a lot more graphically violent <laughs> extraordinarily bloody yeah a bit, a bit in like in a weird cartoon way uh where you're just like why are we exploding all the people with the blood but whatever um why, why did that kick have to be diarrhea but whatever um <laughs> the uh the tone of it's very different but so i had been kind of written it i wrote it off um but then you know i was on an australian airlines flight and my choices were limited um and so I liked it enough. I feel like it is a solid three out of five um, mm. is mm. how I came down on it, uh, because I feel like the parts with Aquafina in her police stuff is not as good. And there are some things structurally in here, uh, as written by the uh, renowned Robert Kirkman, um, that I don't love uh because we do kind of a standard thing these days like they did it in the sonic movie um where we start in media res and we're we're in the action and then oh better start at the beginning of the story freeze frame blah 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 and then you're just like what come on guys like with the voiceover and everything who are you talking to um i i don't find that as compelling of a choice narratively as maybe mm. it once was, um, cause it's been done quite a bit. Um, in fact, this is the second movie that has Ben Schwartz in it that did it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's a, it's a fairly, yeah. I don't want to say it's formulaic, but yeah, there, there is a feeling to this movie that, uh, it, it definitely, it definitely has a vibe, uh, of that, like indie genre film that's going to 
be a little quirky and a little silly and uh I'll you know play some parts really seriously and other parts real wacky and that that certainly is one of those things that you feel like you've I've seen before. Yeah. And um I got to say that that beginning was not uh, compelling because they're also trying to cram in all of the exposition um in that initial phase because we need to set up who Renfield is, um, that he has powers that come from eating bugs, uh, which I (laughs) am not sure if that's canon or not, but it's interesting. I don't remember that specifically, but maybe. And then we've got Dracula and Dracula's powers. And, uh, then we got to introduce the tension in the relationship and that they have to move after the vampire hunters and all this stuff. Um, so it's kind of, a lot to take in initially and we don't really get the time to like warm up to anybody um also worth noting since we haven't mentioned it yet weirdly uh dracula is nicholas cage yeah i would say that it was probably the most noteworthy thing about the film um initially going into it uh although there isn't as much nicholas cage in the movie as you might expect because it really is about renfield um you know despite the name renfield uh, not a big Dracula movie. Um, yeah, so it seems like he had fun in this movie, though. Oh, he, he yeah. You got to do something new. The um, I might have taken another pass. The teeth appliance. Mm. It it just feels a little low. Uh, obviously because his real teeth are inside of it. Yes. But um, you know maybe that's the best they could have done. Well, nineteen uh, eighties Nicolas Cage would have removed all of his teeth so that he could use a real appliance. Um, mm. filed them down maybe, or just like remove had them removed and put back in later. Well, remember that story about how he removed a tooth for Moonstruck so that he could feel the pain. Oh, right. I thought that he just got like a, like a root canal with no anesthetic or something. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway. So he would have removed all of his teeth. That's what I'm saying. Uh, in the 1980s, but that's definitely not what they did here. Um, but, uh, what I did like, um, was that they, because this is universal, and they're trying to uh, tie it into their monsters and their famous universal movie monster stuff. They oh, is, it, is this a we have to make a movie to maintain the copyright of our IP kind of. Movie? Oh, no, no, not like a Spider-Man thing. Um, but oh, the because okay. what's, what's who's going to come after him? Bram Stoker. Um, but the uh, you, you have this whole thing of uh, showing black and white footage as if you're looking at the Bela Lugosi Dracula movie um, of Nicolas Cage kind of portraying Bela Lugosi in the flashbacks and of Nicholas Holt portraying whoever the heck Renfield was in that movie. Um, and then you can cut that in with this to be part of the backstory that the uh, original Dracula film is part of the backstory of this film, um, which is uh, an interesting choice to make. And I thought they pulled that off. Okay. I just yeah, look nice. They got, they got the, the wardrobe, right. It had a, it had the feel to it. Yeah. The, the enormous, like, I don't know, brooch metal, whatever that is. Um, but, uh, uh, and I also liked uh, the whole thing of, dracula being like falling apart from the big battle that he was just in and uh the makeup stuff i it wasn't perfect because it is makeup on a human being so like you were saying with the teeth with the ears they're trying to make it look like the ears are coming off but they can't make it look like the ears are coming off because he still has to have ears so instead it looks like there's an ear appliance on top of his ear um angled out even further cage would have taken his ears off (laughs) um (laughs) 
Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's just interesting. But the, it, we have also narratively this dynamic of the uh, toxic relationship, um, which parallels like a real toxic romantic relationship with codependence and stuff. Um, and there's a support group with Brandon Scott Jones as the leader of the support group, um, which I thought do we, was, do we know him from something? Uh, yeah, he's been a few things. Good place. Um, I think that ghosts show on CBS, although I haven't watched that, uh, mm. and some other stuff. Uh, he was in the other two, um, in a guest role, but I, I like Brandon Scott Jones, uh, in this as well as the group leader like uh what was it something about his power he's like it's weird that you phrased it like that but let's just keep going with that (laughs) (laughs) it's very weird that you phrased it that way but uh but yes you can grow to full power yeah Uh, it was good um mm -hmm. although for the the support group scenes i wonder um if they did anything other than watch like five minutes of fight club and go just that just make it look like that and then add silliness to it yeah because there's not a lot of depth to the support group other than the running joke of that one uh, woman who doesn't get to actually tell her backstory about what her problem is because she keeps getting interrupted. Um, and then, of course, uh, the one woman who's trying to get out of her toxic relationship with her ska-loving boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, they leaned... They had some fun writing this, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, I, I really uh, was not expecting anyone to lean in hard to <laughs> ska comedy. <laughs> no no i mean you know and they nailed it too because when you do see the boyfriend he's got a jacket on but as he moves you can see he's got the the thin suspenders Mm -hmm. underneath there which is critical uh i wasn't able to see if he had any sort of you know checkerboard socks or doc martens on but i one can assume yeah were they checkerboard vans or something um i don't know Yeah, those had a larger reach than just ska but i think um I think, well, aren't there even, uh, I'm not, no, there's not checkerboard Doc Martens. There's the black and white ones where like the toe cap is black and the sides are white. Anyway. But like um, a patent leather shoe. Yeah. We should, we should get the, uh, the large adult ska boy in here to, to really clarify the ska rules oh, for us. God. But, um, he's, he's probably busy right now. So sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry everyone. For our, our no, lack of ska information. No informed ska discussion will be occurring on this podcast. Um, I haven't seen any ska music uh, since I was a very small boy, and I saw uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones at the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't play their full set because somebody threw a water bottle at him, and the singer got really mad. Well, shouldn't throw things at people. Yeah. Well, welcome to Van's Warp Tour, playing in Peoria, Arizona, at a dirt racetrack. Uh, and then he said, if, if you see somebody throwing a water bottle uh, up on stage, punch that person in the face. And then I think eight people threw water bottles at him and he walked off. Hmm. He wasn't having a good time. It was very hot. Anyway, um, Ska. Ska. Doesn't come back, though. They didn't They didn't, uh, they didn't. really bring that one back. Except for, you know, the um, the graffiti on the wall, which was kind of funny when they were doing their police investigation. Where they're reading the quote. Like, what is that? He's like, I think it's a quote from a Ska song. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine having to write that down on a police report as potential evidence? Nope. But uh, no, none of the police stuff in here uh, is particularly realistic, so not a huge concern. No, it's like a silly version of uh, Dark Knight. Which one is the one where everyone was corrupt except like three people? Yes. No? One of the Batsmen. Beyond? I don't know. But uh, Beyond wasn't that the cartoon? <laughs> yeah, 
That was a good cartoon. Mm. Um, so anyway, the, uh, but yeah, and it was kind of predictable which ones were corrupt because structurally that's how that would have to happen. Um, but like, you know, there's like the stuff of they don't actually like book and process people in a sensible way or any of that kind of stuff, but it's not that kind of a movie. Yeah. I mean, cause Ben Schwartz, like the way he gets stopped in the traffic stop is, is, is quite hilarious. Yes. Uh, he honks, uh, he gets busted with a giant duffel bag of cocaine in the passenger seat and he gets out of the car and starts running away and throwing bags of cocaine at the cops. Yeah. And he, and, he, uh, he shouts, I have a prescription for these. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. And he hits Adrian Martinez right in the face of water and it explodes into dust. He goes, ah, crap cocaine. Um, yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and then, uh, Aquafina, uh, you know, extends her little baton and whips it at him and hits him in the head. You know, if, if, if there is any sort of glue holding this movie together, I think it's Ben Schwartz because, um, tonally he's perfect for the movie and he's doing, he, he, he's on his A game for, for what this movie is asking of him. Uh, so it's great that he's here doing, doing his things. Yeah. He is perfect. I thought, at the beginning of the movie, he might get annoying or something. Um, but it works out really well when they play the turn for him, um, from him being just an incompetent, uh, like Nepo baby crime Lord, um, into being, (laughs) uh, an incompetent Nepo baby familiar, I guess. Um, like it, it is interesting the way in which he is able to go from, his sort of slapstick, uh, not understanding, you know, like what he should be saying and detention in, a, in the police area to being all of a sudden like a powerful, evil bad guy by the end of it. Um, but he plays it well throughout and makes sense the evolution of that character um, in a way that I don't think nicholas holt can pull off because he's just a sad sack the whole movie um mm. so he's not a lot of well, fun british yeah. so you know um yeah yeah i'm with you although i i just see here i they call him teddy throughout the movie uh i didn't realize his full character name was tedward which oh that's uh, usually theodore but <laughs> <laughs> tedward mm-hmm. uh i can't, the writers they must, they must have been having themselves a little bit of a, a party or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a, an adult beverage while they were working on this movie because it's, it's, it's a bit much. Got somebody down here credited as Weird Kevin. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, well, what was it? Uh, there's that guy in the precinct, um, Kyle, or whatever, and it's always like, shut up, Kyle. Um, they get that running joke. Uh, they I have... Mean, what else do you say to somebody named Kyle? I don't know. This is really the only thing you can say. Uh, and then they've got uh, the crime family, the Lobos, um, which means wolves. And I was like, are there going to be werewolves in this movie? Is that where we're going with this? Like, Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that, but that's a, that's a good point. And maybe, maybe they're just, you know, they are the werewolves because they're evil bad guys, but not, not literal werewolves. But that would be interesting if they would have, uh, if there would have been a post-credit scene where somebody maybe grew some hair and some fangs. Yeah, I mean, I was, because especially with the Shora Agadashu um, as the mom boss crime lady, um, like dissecting Bella people Francesca. in a basement. Yeah, that was a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I was... Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the the murder room? Yeah. room what do they call them? <laughs> yeah, I think murder room's the right room. Um, name for that, you know? They, they used, to, used to call it... Uh, 
the master murder room, but now it's just the primary murder room. <laughs> go, go on. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm writing it down now, don't, sorry. Don't, please, please don't. Uh, but the, uh, the... Like, the whole thing with their crime family is like, oh, we're not the richest, we're not the most powerful, but we're the most feared. And, you know, Teddy, you, you, nobody fears you. Um, and that's true. Uh, but I, I was just so like... puts on a big... Oh, they put on uh, the big wolf masks. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of uh, werewolfy. But see, that's the thing is just like, I was expecting that to come out in dialogue somehow. Like whether Dracula's like, oh, werewolves, and the, they're not really werewolves. And then mm. there's a conversation about that or something. But nobody says anything about wolves. They're just <laughs> wolves, coincidentally in... A movie with Dracula. That had to have been in the longer cut, because this movie is a respectable 93 minutes long, uh, and I appreciate that, Renfield. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I bet I bet there was some uh, some, some likenage in this, in this longer version of the movie somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would liken it to Dracula versus Werewolf, man. Is that what, one of the movies? I don't know. I know I'm Dracula, sure it is. I'm Dracula fought Frankenstein, like the mummy and stuff, but it's probably werewolfy ones, right? Yeah, I mean, they made like a gajillion of those things. Um, and then you got the Hammer movies. Uh, Hammer? Yeah, those are the British ones. Um, with uh, Christopher Lloyd, I think. No. Uh, what? Wait, which one was Saruman? Which one was what? Saruman from Lord of the Rings. Or Count Dooku. Wax? Uh oh! It, it, Count Dooku was a uh, was that plumber? No, no, no. Who was that? That was we're really. Guy. I could see his face. I know we're really yeah. not on... Christopher Lee. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Christopher Lee. Oh, I said Christopher oh, Lloyd. <laughs> it's in the chat now too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, but uh, I I just uh, I was expecting that to to tie in somehow, but it didn't. Yeah. It's fine. Doesn't have to. Just there's so many, so many threads just left mm-hmm. untied up. Um, really very disappointing. Uh, Renfield, you, you didn't uh, you didn't keep a cohesive. View. No, we don't care. No, this movie is extremely silly. Um, you know, I I thought at the beginning that uh, Nicholas Hole had to eat like magical like sanctioned bugs from Transylvania or something. He's just he's just got a little matchbox. He he keeps bugs in. Just yeah. like any bugs. It's any bugs. Yeah, any bugs. Uh, any bugs give him the power of Dracula, and um, again, I don't, I don't want to dwell on you know the actual mechanics here because it's it's unimportant to the movie or my life in general. But um, the the familiar connection can Dracula just have as many familiars as he wants? And like, how does that work? Do they all have to like sign like a like a really boring real estate contract? Like, I don't, I don't really understand how you become a familiar, and then how you maintain. Like, are you always a familiar? Can you unfamiliarize yourself with things? Well, see, that's the thing is like. They don't talk about that part. Uh, They just all those bad guys at the end have familiar powers. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, it's supposed to be like this is a problem for Renfield. But it's just like if Dracula can give them powers, cannot Dracula also take them away? Uh, And Mm. like you said, is there a limit to the number of familiars one could have? Um, And surely you don't eat like your first bug and then you're like ready to roll. 
it's gotta be like a process well, like what 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 control does he actually have over the familiars because presumably there's some um you know he can be in their heads and like whisper words and stuff but like you know there's a large portion of this movie where uh renfield is just like you know i'm gonna go get a studio apartment and paint my walls fun colors and get get a sweater um where it feels like he's not really under the thumb of uh the count for very long you know Mm -hmm. well i mean those were mostly daytime activities so Mm. i mean yeah i i get it dracula sleeps during the day and he's awake at night is there anything that says dracula can't be awake during the daytime as long as he's you know indoors and stuff like why can't he be like you know calling the dracula shots from the inside of his abandoned mental hospital or uh wherever he happens to be uh during the daytime i well i mean he can I mean, you know, three or four days in with not seeing your familiar bringing you any um, uh, bodies and busloads of cheerleaders and what have you, you, you think maybe you would stay up a little late one day and be like, hey, hey, buddy, just checking in, just circling back on that uh, that, that Q2 request for more, you know, uh, innocent bystanders or whatever. Well, that was one of those things that the movie um, leaves unclear is like how much time elapses from the start of things in New Orleans uh, mm. to the end of things in New Orleans here. Maybe it's a New Orleans thing. I've never been in New Orleans. Is it like Vegas where you just like, there's no clocks on the walls indoors. So everything just like, you know, they keep you playing at the tables. Uh, you, you never really know when it's day and when it's night. I mean, you do know, but at night there's a lot of partying. So you could be up late, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. but they like party during the daytime too don't they like walk down the streets like playing trumpets oh yeah and big stuff? time well no not the trumpets during the day so much but like do you, you got uh uh people having their their hurricanes and stuff in those unsavory plastic containers oh, yeah they have they have the big like the three foot tall drinks don't they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see it is vegas right well there's no like gambling there they, they are aware of but maybe they <laughs> maybe the filmmakers did that intentionally mm-hmm. uh to really play up the uh you know the time dilation that occurs when you're partying in new orleans right of I'm course just, you know, i'm just spitballing here spitballing yeah i mean honestly they, this is probably what their their idea session sounded like when they were coming up with this movie no bad ideas here um no, no bad ideas so a picture of this mm-hmm. uh aquafina is fighting a bad guy and pushes him back against the railing from the second story of this apartment complex. Renfield jumps off the third story, uh, lands on the guy's head and breaks him in half, and a pool of blood comes spraying out, and he waves hello awkwardly to Aquafina as he's falling to the ground. Yes. In slow motion, of course. Also, he doesn't actually fall all the way to the ground. He's on top of a pile of bodies because then he reaches up his hand and gracefully lets her be pulled down to the top of the pile of bodies on top of the car. Yeah. Exactly. When I first saw that, I was like, are there really like 35 bodies that are standing? I was like, Oh, okay. His body's on top of a car. I got it. That's a little bit less, a little less terrible, but it's still pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, the geography of that fight was not the clearest. Um, yeah. I, I would mean, say. you work with the, uh, the apartment complex you're given, not the apartment complex you want. No. Or the stack of bodies on a truck. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know why that was necessarily the way to go with lowering her onto the car, but whatever. Um, and uh, we have, you know, just a lot of fights in this movie, actually, with the people's heads exploding or being severed. They were all like competently choreographed in general, the fights. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of silliness like uh, you're not going to see a lot of movies where 
somebody cuts somebody's arms off with a serving tray in a restaurant, like in in like a big swoop. Um, so that's that's at least catches you off guard the first time you see it. You're like, wow, they, they really went there with some of this stuff. Um, so, you know, credit for that, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, Mortal Kombat fatality. Um, mm, yeah, that you know what? Yeah. You, you hit it right on the head because the the large blobby pools of blood flying everywhere um, definitely is reminiscent of Mortal Kombat. I, I hadn't put that together right now, but I'm actually scrolling. I was curious who actually did visual effects on this movie. Uh, uh, did, you, did you look it up yet? Well, no, I just remember the seeing ILM was on this for part yeah. of it. They are. Mm-hmm. There's a fair, uh, there's a reasonable amount of ILM. There's a lot of uh, crafty apes, uh, outpost and genealogical effects. I don't know who they are. Hmm. Hmm. I, I thought Outpost was mostly like a um, TV a title company or like a title sequences and stuff. Well, maybe they're the title sequences for this. I could be wrong. Uh, clicking. Uh, who knows? You, I, we've reached this part. Uh, this this as an aside, we, we've reached a period in time where I can no longer tell anything about a visual effects company from their website because they're <laughs> all just like. There's like four buttons at the top that are like reels and who we are, and then the the whole web page is just like uh like a, a a slow motion reel, just like background. Yeah, and also they have a bunch of like movie posters and stuff up there, and yeah. it's just like, well, what'd you what'd you do? Um, yeah, what did it, you? I just you know, yeah. whatever. You all seem like very good people. You've got some nice black and white headshots here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, but, I, what I really respect is when they have all the black and white headshots of the company founders, and they talk about um their their mission statement um and uh like how how they uh really their, their ethos as a as a brand um really really they, they you know they just grew up loving storytelling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh you know, they pivoted into visual effects and it really separates them from all of the other people who grew up exactly they have a unique uh, they have a unique twist or unique um uh perspective they bring to things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looks like they did the uh like the x-ray stuff or like the the bone fractures and you know spoiler alert kicking uh Ben Schwartz into a pile of goo. Yeah. I mean that was interesting. Um I don't completely understand why it was necessary and it didn't really tie into anything else in the film, but <laughs> okay. You know, bodily fractures. Yeah. Uh oh they got a breakdown reel here too for um Renfield. Mm-hmm. Anyway. For listeners who maybe are not going to watch Renfield, uh, I will let you know that at the end of this, there's a big fight where Ben Schwartz uh, snorts a centipede. Um, that was just somebody, somebody was absolutely like, that's another one of those moments where somebody was fist pumping when they thought of that idea and they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I mean, this- don't do that. It's, it's, not, it's not really how eating a bug works, but whatever. I mean, it's supposed to tie into like his drug stuff, um, uh, the cocaine. Uh, but uh, so he, he does a centipede fist bump, or I guess whatever. Um, a, uh, and then they do their big fight. Um, and it's Renfield versus Nick, Nicholas Holt. I'm sorry, Nicholas Holt is Renfield versus Ben Schwartz as Teddy, Tedward. Um, and they are, they're <laughs> going at it. And, uh, 
Teddy keeps talking about how, you know, they're, you know, this, this sort of like Joker Batman thing of like they're different parts of the same coin, like blah, 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 blah. This long history. <laughs> Nicholas Holt's like, I barely met you twice. Um, and that's true. Barely met him twice. Um, I, lo- I love Ben Schwartz's reaction. He's like, well, you know, that's just kind of rude, but whatever, man. Yeah. And then he uh, finally one ups Ben Schwartz by, um, kicking him and then we cut to a close-up on the lower pelvis abdomen area of ben schwartz in x-ray vision where the uh in profile where the foot is pushing in so hard that it shatters all of the bones and we see liquid expel upwards and downwards so he vomits uh, blood and guts and um, also has uh, projectile diarrhea of everything that's in his bowels. Uh, yeah. It seems from the kick. It's pretty, pretty sturdy kick there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a strong kick. Um, meanwhile, uh, Aquafina uh, is fighting Dracula, uh, but not really fighting. Just like the, the uh, come with me, you know, be part of my empire kind of that whole chestnut yeah the uh the the dracula seduction Mm -hmm. and uh she is seduced but not really because of course she's not um and then they uh have renfield and dracula fight um and it's pretty graphic and there's like uh fangs get pulled out and they're in nicholas holt's fist and then he starts beating up on dracula with the dracula's own fangs did you did you see the thing with the fangs that i saw with the fangs it was a little bit iffy uh, I was watching on an airplane. Oh, okay. Monitor, probably so didn't. probably not. The, the, the first, the first, the first Fang shot where they come out and then he like jumps. I swear they don't track properly. At least the the screen left Fang just does not. It, it looked looked a little iffy to me. Mm-hmm. Apologies, to whoever tracked those Fangs in. I'm sure you did a very good job, but it felt felt like it didn't track properly. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Maybe I regret to give you this note months after the movie has been released. Maybe if you cared about storytelling and that's the reason why you did <laughs> They didn't care strongly enough about the story. Yeah. Because if they would have, they would have realized that, you know, the, the fangs are critical to really telling the story of um, you know, the the fear that uh, Dracula instills in people. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, then Dracula is of course not subdued so easily um but uh renfield is chatting about all of his self-help crap um and then aquafina uh sees the cocaine and makes a protection circle like at the beginning of the movie with a priesthood um mm. and uh she looked at the instructions how to do it on a uh, wiccan tumbler yeah oh, mm-hmm. thank you wiccan tumbler mm-hmm. and then they I uh did not expect a tumbler call out in, the, in a movie like this but i guess it makes sense yeah i mean where else you can find your wiccans mm. uh yeah, I guess Tumblr. I don't know where else they would have migrated by this point. I mean, I don't know. If the, maybe they're going to be on the Fediverse eventually. Maybe there's a Wiccan Fediverse. Uh, mm. I think. I think like the um, the Gen Z Wiccans might might be on TikTok, but they're 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 soon going to realize that that's a a poor platform for for sharing, you know, spells and recipes yeah, I mean, and things. You can't really look up how to do a protection circle there. That's, no, who's, who's going to watch a video? Like nobody wants to watch a video about a recipe or a protection. They just want to read the article. They want to they want to scroll past your your life story and go one two three, you know what are the bullet points? Get, get a powder, draw a circle, get Dracula to go inside of it, mm-hmm. say some spells first, obviously. Yeah, and so 
then Dracula is suspended in the air and then they take all the stuff from the primary murder room and then they uh, <laughs> chop him up into little pieces and then put him in cement ice cube trays and then put him in a drain. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> that they they did that whole thing about like, oh, there's there's a lot of stuff out there about how you actually kill Dracula. So they're not really sure what's what's real or not. So like, let's just mash him into a pulp. Uh, destroy everything about him, put him in a cement mixer, and then make concrete ice cubes about him, and then flush him down the uh, sewer drain or whatever. Um, although I do feel like if anybody would know the things that harm and potentially kill Dracula, it might be the person that's been with him for you know eighty years or whatever. Yeah, but that's why he knows the list of things. But nobody's ever killed Dracula, so he doesn't mm. actually have the. He, he's not. He wants to be certain, you know. So, the, so there's only one. There's only one Dracula. In the Dracula universe, is that right? There's not multiple Draculas? Well, it seems there's only one Dracula in the Renfield cinematic yeah. universe. I thought I thought um I thought familiars were like on an upgrade path to becoming Draculas on their own. Is that not the case? Well, that's the case in what we do in the shadows. But Right, like you, you, you prove yourself and then eventually they'll turn you or something, right? Yeah. And that's what Garam was working towards uh initially in that series. Mm. Um but with this, there's not say, they're saying that basically it's a just like a servant for forever, um, mm. and that the allure of being in Dracula's thrall is so great, and having that little piece of his power and his his uh, you know that tiny bit that makes you you know more than just a, a human is what can pull people along, um, but. You know, the movie makes no effort to, like, flesh out any yeah. of that. Well, the other thing I'm curious about is, like, uh, if, if and when Dracula does die, does he does, does he lose his Dracula powers as a familiar, or does he maintain that ability? Because um, I feel like that might be, you know, like a secondary or tertiary sign that maybe you did the thing correctly. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. It's like they... It's like we talked about with the criticism of the army of familiars is they don't explain how that really works. All they do is say, you know, you eat bugs, but that it's not something that everybody can do is just eat bugs. And so it's like, well, does that expire without Dracula being there? Who's to say the movie doesn't have him go on to do anything else familiarly later on, but also, uh, the reason why, Nicholas Holt had a long life, it seems, is because of Dracula's blood, perhaps, right. not strictly speaking his familiar powers. So mm. he would eventually age and die now that he doesn't have Dracula's blood. Well, he's um, got a large picture of it that he's sharing with the, uh, the folks of the yeah. place. <laughs> which which uh, he brings back. They bring back uh, Aquafina's uh, FBI agent sister, um, which is very convenient that they're both in law enforcement. Um, and then they also bring back everybody in the support group. Um, and they are all aware that they were brought back from being dead by Dracula's blood. And yeah, he, he saw some things. Yeah, he learned they, some things. they, they're, 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 uh, still, you know, want to be friends and working through it. Uh, and the very last shot of this is the picture of Dracula's blood, uh, with all of the refreshments on the, table there at the uh whatever it was called like the sacred light church or whatever mm. mm -hmm. 
with the uh, with the amount of effort they put into the uh, the credit sequence, did you expect a post credit something? I did. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. It was just mainly what looked like the Dracula screen tests of Nicolas Cage's makeup um, that they used in the credits. <laughs> you think that's what that was? Yeah, I don't know. Just a, a very stylized with some motion graphics slapped over top of them. Yeah, and then they were just like, uh, we want this to look like a Rob Zombie music video. Or a Rob Zombie movie, but uh, I guess those are a little bit more horrifying. Yeah, I mean, this movie is not horrifying, so you know. I mean, not, I mean, if you're if you're not into large pools of blood flying everywhere and you know dismemberment and stuff, but yeah, it's uh, it's fairly silly. Although it it is it's an R rated movie. They made an R rated comedy. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how it couldn't be, even though it's cartoony. Like there's just a volume of blood that i think pushes you over that threshold of pg-13 yeah yeah but there's no sex in it so that's what the mpa really cares about Mm, that's true you imagine uh i mean there there's uh it's mostly friendship related but there's a little bit of implied affection from uh renfield to aquafina's character you think it would be hard to get over the fact that you, you witnessed him like eating mouthfuls of bugs um or would it be harder to get over you know the like all the murdering things Probably a little from column A, a little from column B. Mm. Like there's that one shot where he's eating all the bugs before they get to the place. And yeah, which was, you know, obviously funny for the story purposes, but there was no reason for him to eat it. Cause clearly these, uh, these bugs have a very short, a short high to them. They're, mm-hmm. they're fentanyl bugs. They're, they're <laughs> real high, but then they, they, they dissipate quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So it's fine. Like I said. It, this was the least bad out of the movies. You want me to tell you the the most bad? Uh, sure, go ahead. Sixty five. Oh, that's the um, this Adam Driver shoots dinosaurs movie, right? Yep. Um, now is the premise of that really just like he's a space alien from far away and he lands on Earth a long time ago, and uh, he's got fancy future weapons and has to fight for his life against dinosaurs? That is exactly the premise of this. Okay. Um, so instead of after earth, it's before earth, right? (laughs) But his ship is broken. Is that what it is? His ship is very broken from, uh, from asteroids. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait, after earth, that is the Will Smith movie, right? Yep. Okay. I was just gonna say, cause there's a movie just like this with Will Smith and his kid Mm -hmm. where, uh, he mostly lays in a chair cause he's hurt, uh, talking into a microphone. And and his kid runs around and fights monsters and stuff. Well, you're never going to believe this, but there is a kid mm. in this movie too. I think I, I think I knew that. Is it a girl though? Yep. Well, it's different. Yeah, it's very different. Very different. Um, and they're 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 both going out. Unless does Adam Driver at one point get hurt and the kid have to save him? You would not believe this, Dan, but it is very <laughs> probable that at some point in this movie, Adam Driver gets very injured, and the kid may have to do something. Mm. Mm-hmm shocking i think really for me the laugh out loud moment and i don't want to deprive anybody or spoil this for anyone if you want to have a laugh out loud the moment while watching one of the worst movies i've seen um is uh there there is a, a moment where do you do you care about being spoiled you're not gonna watch no, this not at all I, don't, okay. I mean plus i forget spoilers because i'm tired yes there's a there's a moment in this movie um where they keep running into Basically, there's a, just like a series of inconveniences that keep occurring and dramatic moments where their lives are in jeopardy and danger and stuff. Um, and uh, one of them is, is Adam Driver uh, goes in, into quicksand, um, like 1980s TV quicksand. 
<laughs> okay, how does he get out? Uh, he gets pulled out by guess what? Is it is it the kid in like some string? Uh, close to string. If you were trying to rescue somebody, well, vines, of course, right? Uh, like... close to vines, hmm. tree branch, um, tree branch, tree branch. Sure. Yeah. Um, you would you would have gotten there eventually. It's like the I'll third. Say guess. They didn't do like bamboo or something. Didn't they? Yeah. No. 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 It's a tree branch, Dan. Um, and so Adam Driver, uh, is in 1980s quicksand and gets pulled out with a with a tree. Um, and there's a there's a bunch of Chekhov's gun stuff in here. Uh, where. They keep setting up things and then they have to use them later. So you just keep waiting for them to use them. Um, and so, you know, the movie's not over yet. Very frustrating. Um, it is just probably one of the worst, like, collection of genre tropes of things that other movies have all done better than this movie, where they mm. just squeeze them all in here. Uh, well, is it, is it worse than After Earth? I never watched all of After Earth. I don't think anybody has. No. After that's the, is that a Shyamalan movie? I can't remember. Might be. Uh, I can't remember either. That's why I'm looking it up right now. Might be produced yeah, it's a by him. Movie, of course. Was it directed it, it, or produced by him? Directed. No. Oh. I, I knew it felt weird. There's a lot of odd flashbacks and stuff, but. Yeah. Anyway, the Gary Whitta. Why do I know that name? Who's Gary Whitta? He wrote stuff. Yeah, also directed... Uh, oh, Rogue One. Right? No, he was just a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hope also a um, prolific tweeter. Um, mm. Oh, just, that's probably why. He's very <laughs> online. <laughs> that is exactly why I know his name, unfortunately. Yeah. Just like the uh, most online person you can think of. I haven't, haven't been on Twitter in so long, and I still know that name. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hmm. No. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a, I, you know, we've, we've watched worse movies, mostly because there are worse movies that are, like, much longer than this, too. It's fairly succinct for what it is, I think. I mean, it doesn't doesn't really have much of an A to B to C kind of feel to it. They're just kind of, you know, playing in the space. Uh, but um, it's entertaining. Yeah. So uh, what's your what's your letterboxed score? I gave it a three and a half. Um, oh, that was higher than me. Yeah, I, I, I did see that, and I did take that into consideration. But um, by my scale, three and a half is fine, and this is slightly better than fine, which is what three and a half is for me. I really, I, it really comes down to, down to Ben Schwartz. And Aquafina wasn't allowed to do as much Aquafina as I would have preferred, but she's good. It's always good. Um, and uh, that's about it. I mean, Cage really went for it. Like, he, you know, he had, he had a time. Mm-hmm. dressing up in the makeup and stuff and with the teeth and things and you know he 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 got into his dracula and uh you know some of the side characters from the support group were fairly funny too but uh yeah i mean it's just you know it's entertainment man yeah i Doesn't like i'll have to be the godfather no but... no I, I like all the like punch-up comedy in this it's like yeah. the structural plot stuff that's just mm. like not How many as well written punch-up writers do you think are on this movie <sighs> i don't know but it does it does feel like there are distinct like jokes where someone's like, we need a joke here, you know, kind of jokes um, as opposed to like incorporating the jokes into the story as mm. much. You don't think Ben Schwartz just riffed a lot of that stuff. Oh, he probably improvised a lot of the stuff he did probably I would guess. Yeah. The, uh, I, I like, I do like the part where he's like, 
we're buddies. And then, he, you know, he says, well, master said, he's like, he's like, I'm not going to be a slave. Like he said, master said, he's like, mm, never mind. Uh, made your point accidentally by saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Should, uh, wow. I just, should we be calling him the primary Dracula? I don't see why not. I don't know why this, this is such a terrible joke that is so stupid to me, but uh, that's 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 very funny to me. Mm-hmm. I apologize to everyone. Yes, we're all we're all sorry. Quarrels. <laughs> um, we're all sorry down here. Mm, mm, I guess it, uh, th- these are. Um, uh, what was it, what was the clown's name? Uh, Pennywise. Pennywise. These are Pennywise teeth, aren't they? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice to go with the, uh, you know, like the the sharp chiclets, like right out of the gate. Not like a, he doesn't even bother like trying like faux human teeth, and then like whoops a daisy fangs come out. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's just he's just little spikes all day long. Yeah, and he doesn't really do the fang thing until like that end part. Yeah, doesn't really need to with those things. Damn, I mean. That's really like a, you know, putting the spoiler up when you're trying to hit 200 miles an hour or whatever. Like, he does not need that for his everyday activities. But when he really wants to to leave his mark, I don't know, maybe, maybe those are the killing fangs, not so much the drinking fangs. Hmm. Hmm. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Dracula doesn't really have venom, does he? He's just no. big, big pointy teeth. Yeah. But to... You know, they don't address any of the stuff of, like you said, other vampires and things. So we don't know. Like, is it just him? Is he just a weirdo? Mm. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his ambition to go just go be president or whatever? I th- I thought that was funny because he didn't have any interest in world domination until Renfield had talked about how they should be doing more. Um, but that's not what Renfield meant. Although he kind of hinted at, you know sort of like a, a global scale, like mind control kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, servitude. He doesn't really, uh, exhibit a lot of, um, yeah, I guess just sort of like, uh, mind control over the, the, the lesser people. Like, isn't that a Dracula thing? Yeah. We like hypnotize you and stuff. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah. It's kind of left out of this. He could have built a big, big machine that amplified his Dracula-ness like reached out global wide and then controlled the entire world and stuff. No, I mean, that's really not necessary. And America will elect any monster president. Hmm. Hey, Oh mm. yeah. I mean, I like that they started the support group with, uh, whoever it was, Cheryl or something saying, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really a monster or whatever. And you expect Renfield to chime in and go like, Oh, you don't know monsters. I got a real monster over here. Yeah. And then instead Renfield is like, I'm going to be Dexter now. Um, where I'm only gonna kill all the bad guys. Um, mm. oh, is that what Dexter does? Does he like find p- innocent people who were harmed and like go go Dexter murder the the bad guys? Have you never watched Dexter? No, I never watched Dexter. Amanda watched Dexter. I don't care for. Oh, yeah. I mean, the premise of it basically is like he is, he needs to kill or whatever. Mm. Um, he's, oh, a killer. he's like a CSI or something, right? But like when he finds like when the evidence points to a person, he just goes and kills him or something. Yeah. Okay. I so he's not a good person, but he well, tries to only kill bad people. Is hmm. sort of the gist of that. Um, and he just prescribes to Hammurabi's CSI. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I I eye for an eye guy. Mm. You remember those? Yeah. I, I took social studies. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe it's good that we don't do this. <laughs> I think we're just both very tired. It's possible. It's been um, a been a long month. Much like Dracula, I feel like from time to time my brain is just uh, rotting, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it really needs to spend a few months in the basement of a mental hospital uh, to um, grow, grow to full power again, if such a thing is even possible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeding myself blood, so maybe I need to, I need to find my version of of, uh, of the blood of the innocent to like rejuvenate myself. Mm-hmm. That's full of cheerleaders. I don't, um, I don't know if that would go over well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What, what victims do you think would go over well? Hmm. Well, hmm. I don't know. I probably like snacks or like, you know, stuff from Amazon prime. Snacks. Would not, be- not so much people, but like, you know, things, things. Like retail therapy for yeah exactly like what what is what is the what is the the Dracula version of retail therapy? Hmm. Interesting. Did I just blow your mind? Yeah, I'm just uh... Renfield too. Start you know written by written by us right here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just Renfield too, and we can have it cross over with Confessions of a Shopaholic. Um, who's in that? Isla Fisher, I think. Huh? Is that one of those? Um, it's based on that lady's books. It is based on a lady's book, I think. Is is it is it the one lady that wrote a bunch of books like that? That I cannot tell you because mm. I mm. I don't care about storytelling as much as you might think. Really? I mean, honestly, Joe, how did you even get into this business? If you didn't care about storytelling. <laughs> To bring stories to the big screen. Yeah. Just the confessions of shopaholics everywhere. But, um, so anyway, I don't know. I don't know if they, I can't tell from the tone of this, if they plan on doing more of these. Oh, there's no way this movie made enough money to garner more of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a, I can never tell with something like this because it's not, um, this was never going to like, uh, be Avatar of the Way of Water or anything like what, this is wide is twenty six point seven million dollars. Yeah, this is this is um, uh, teeny tiny movie. Um, how made with much subsidies? Was the budget. <laughs> I mean, what's not made with subsidies mm, these days? Touche. Budget sixty five million. Box office twenty six. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's that we're gonna call that a whoopsie. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they made it back by selling the rights so that Austrian could play it um, for me to watch on the plane. Sophie Kinsella wrote the books uh, that Confessions of a Shopaholic is based on. Is that who you were thinking of? No. Because <laughs> the only other things listed here are, can you keep a secret? And I don't know what that is. Mm. It is a movie starring, uh, what, what is her name? Alexandra Daddario and... Tyler Hochlin. Why do I not recognize that man's face? He is from 
Oh, he's the Superman. Superman and Lois guy. Mm, from CW. Uh, right. Is it still the CW? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I feel like it's either disintegrated or will disintegrate soon. Uh, oh, it says CW on the mm-hmm. cover art. So, all right. CW. It started on the what CW it? anyway. What did uh, CW stands for something, right? Uh, I forget. C- CBS Warner. Hmm. I think. Hmm. Because that was where the partners that came into play because remember it used to be the wb channel yeah i was gonna say didn't it did it used to be something else with the frog mm-hmm. michigan j frog uh, michigan j that's right that's what is uh. mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. and then it was cw i because re- it was uh he would sing in that like old-timey ragtime voice he would sing wb61 because that was the channel it was on channel 61 Back when there were like 40 channels and it was like somehow channel 61. You'd have to like skip 15 channels of TV static to find the WB. Oh, I don't think we had anything in the 60s. We had uh, WTOG Your 44, um, which was our... Your 44, that's good. That's, I like that one. Yeah, it was uh, it was our UPN. Um, oh, UPN. That was mm-hmm. like 18 or 19 here. Yeah. TV channels. Do people remember channels? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've just gotten back into channels. We haven't spoken since I've officially cu- cut my cords. Oh, um, yeah. I, I got my cords cut. Snipped. By, <laughs> I, got my, I got my tubes tied. Um, <laughs> but uh, I purchased uh, like a $19 uh, antenna, like an over-the-air uh, over antenna from Amazon, so I can actually watch over-the-air television for a few things. And uh, boy, is that experience a piece of crap, but I have channels now. Uh, there's there's like seven CBSs. There's like 12 NBCs. Like, what is happening here? Like, I don't need, like, I have 100, it's scanned and found like 100 channels, but it only goes up to like 20 or something. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I don't watch those channels. I imagine the reason why you did that is because you watch the sports. It's just for the sports, entirely yeah. for the sports. Because um, um, I, I uh, once we cut the cord, I had to go like, all right, where where do we... Where do we see these sports? Is, is where, where are they these days? <laughs> and the answer is, it's very stupid. Uh, are you are you familiar with the fact that uh, that that the the streaming market is extremely fragmented and frustrating? Uh, I heard something. I, about I don't that. know if you're uniquely familiar with this concept, Joe. I I, uh, the, I may have I may have heard something through the grapevine. <laughs> may have looked into it once or twice. Uh, but yeah, it's like no, if you want to watch uh, Thursday, that's on this streaming service, and Saturday is over there, and then Sunday is during the day is this time, and at nighttime it's that, and then Monday is over there. And it's like what is happening? And if it's your local team, it's might yeah, it's be a different app. Yeah, and it, it might or be on if you, a. If, if you want out of market, what does out of market mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what out of market means. But if you want out of market, then you got to pay youtube but in order to pay youtube you also have to buy youtube's regular thing which is like it's like 90 dollars a month for no reason it's uh it's absurd mm-hmm. but my 19 dollar uh tv antenna is is good because uh i i think between that and our streaming services um uh we can watch like, like nine different football games a week like that's that's enough we don't need it anymore i don't care yeah i mean that's a lot of football dan you know, I um I've realized uh and then not to go not to go therapy on you or anything, but the 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 just having a TV on playing live sports for like one day on the weekend is a is a, is, a, is a very familiar sort of comforting feeling. Not not that I even give a crap about what is happening on the television, but like having a, a live sporting event playing on the TV sort of in the background is a is a thing I enjoy. Oh, see, um, that doesn't work for me because that wasn't. 
ever anything comfortable for me. But uh, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, but like uh, cooking shows or like uh, House Hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, House Hunters Marathon. Man, that is relaxing as hell. Yeah, although these days it just makes me feel like I'm sitting in the waiting room at a car dealership or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but, uh, you know, you, it, that was the thing about, though, about um, these channels. is like kids today don't understand this, but they would have marathons. And... <laughs> For like six or seven hours, it'd be reruns of something. And you wouldn't care what it was. And you'd seen all of these things before. Yeah. It would just be on. And especially yeah. true of Law & Order SVU. You got your Chopped. Yeah. Your uh, Nowadays, you got Beat Bobby Flay or whatever. Yeah. Um, th- this one actually got us. Like, you know, you'd see how basic we are as human beings. Um, that's how that's how we, we got sucked into the, uh, embarrassingly, the, the Yellowstone world. Because... It was like over a 4th of July weekend, like a couple of years ago. And then we're just like Yellowstone marathon. And we're just like, whatever. Uh, we're tired. We turned it on. And then, you know, you've watched four seasons of Yellowstone. And we're like, well, now I have to see what happens next season. Uh, is, is, uh, is the old man in the cowboy hat going to do the, the things that he, he says he's going to do? Or is the other guy in the other cowboy hat going to stop him from doing the things he wants to do? Yeah. And is the evil writer of the show going to can Kevin Costner? Because uh, they can't agree, and then start up a new prequel that doesn't have him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I will say this: uh, Hollywood feud decide because it's very important that I weigh in on Hollywood feuds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people are waiting for my opinion. Um, the prequels are never going to be good, and they're never going to work as well, just because prequels and spinoffs never do. Uh, but also, doesn't matter who you are. Don't go against Kevin Costner. Um, that man <laughs> has made a career out of what like what has how has he done that how has he become kevin costner for decades have you seen the movies like what what is i mean i i like kevin costner don't get me wrong but he's he you know he's not uh he's not anthony hopkins out there doing stuff you know whatever like he's not he's not making top tier movies like that it's been a long time since dances with wolves but uh he has he he's a survivor so um, yeah i mean anybody who can survive the postman and live to tell the tale exactly waterworld waterworld was, a, <laughs> was probably a blip on his radar at this point that would have ended studios mm-hmm. entire like just careers of hundreds nowadays but uh and it turned into no. one of the most popular theme park <laughs> water show attractions that you could go to I don't know about that. Do people actually go see it for fun or do they are they watching it ironically these days? I mean, that thing has I don't know. Did they stop running it ever? I mean, that no, thing it's still it's 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 probably like the longest yeah. running water park uh display, whatever whatever you want to call it. It's a show. Yeah. I Even Shamu got retired at a certain point, but no, Waterworld is still going. Like you're a fool if you bet against Kevin Costner. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, he also um has his own uh like western movie thing that he's working on that he keeps saying is going to come out and it seems to be tied up in him looking for <laughs> financing and distributors um, costner or uh, costner, costner. Oh, okay um yeah, that seems to be a source of tension between uh the two of them um i don't know if you read that tyler sheridan um or sorry taylor sheridan uh piece of course his name is taylor in the hollywood reporter uh i think i sk- skimmed it it was supposed to be like a puff piece kind of thing of like look how great he is but he comes out looking exactly the opposite of great uh when you read it Mm. he he seems insufferable well the Mm -hmm. he's actually in the show at certain points um and you 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 never really realize who it is but there's a point where you know there's this um 
kind of annoying cowboy guy in the in the show who plays this character who comes in once or twice and then suddenly he's in it for like a couple more episodes you're like why is this guy here again is he actually a famous cowboy dude because he's like a you know horse racer trick something or other? i don't remember what he is but then you look at me like oh that's the director writer guy like oh he he wanted to be in this and then show what he's got now too and it's like you should uh not do that well i don't know if you know the sand but he he uh he's a failed actor um i mean he's still trying i mean yeah. i guess don't they say you know to, to take control of your destiny and like put yourself in your own things yeah and but uh, p- putting yourself opposite of kevin costner um uh, wouldn't try it uh i mean you think he should write himself in as the the bad guy that takes down kevin costner and takes over the show yeah i mean i don't know he works for kevin uh sorry uh uh quentin tarantino so hmm. he can he can do whatever he wants Make it the Taylor Sheridan show. As I think we established on the, uh, the Barbie episode, do not use Quentin Tarantino as a guide for anything you do in life or career. No, it's only going to end up in tears falling on dirty feet. Hmm. I mean, he might be into that. (laughs) I'm sure he is, but the rest of us are not. All right. So on that note, yeah, I will put my foot down here and end the podcast. Okay. titles we've got nebba baby crime lord just rolls off the tongue nicely yeah they used to call it the master murder room but now they call it the primary murder room it does not roll off the tongue <laughs> the primary murder room yeah the drinking fangs the primary dracula um i like there were some more in there that i didn't write down uh because I was talking. Uh-huh. Not, not typing. All right. Well, as always, people are invited to make suggestions and we may revisit things um in the bootleg. Mm-hmm. Uh but boot those legs. Yeah, boot 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 him. Toot it, toot it and boot it or whatever. Um title it and boot it. Um so I like the Drinking Fangs, the Primary Dracula and Nepo Baby Crime Lord out of these. um i think the primary dracula has to be the title because it's uh dumb yeah also the movie's renfield so it makes it makes sense to have it be the primary dracula all right we'll Mm -hmm. we'll 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 temp in the primary dracula as the title Mm -hmm. and you want to you want to leave the description empty for the moment um or or you want to do nepo baby crime lord for the description Let's do Nepo Baby Crime Lord for the description as a placeholder. Okay. In All case, because right. I, I feel like the problem we always have is when we hit publish on these later or want to hit publish on these later, if there's an empty field, 
then it, it just it just causes us to spiral because then we don't know what to put in because we don't remember it's anything that's true mm-hmm. this entire conversation is going to leave my memory as soon as it's over yeah it's uh it's it's either a shame or it's just representative of how prolific we are i'm un, i'm unsure um it's because we're tired Alexander says I would make a good spy. You know, honestly, I think I would be okay at some of that stuff because I don't have to lie about certain things. I just do not remember things <laughs> that have occurred to me in my life. I don't think I have any sort of like early onset Alzheimer's or dementia or anything, but you know, maybe I should get some tests. Well, do you, do you have a, the football thing, but for lacrosse? Oh, um, concussions? Yeah. Or, uh, what was it? What was the, what was the movie called? It was called concussion. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, that memory <laughs> i did get i i did get whacked in the head one time and have to go i mean i didn't have to go to the emergency room but my mom dragged me to the emergency room and they're like probably fine go home and i didn't vomit in my sleep or anything because i had a concussion or anything so i don't i don't think i don't think i have uh concussions disease or whatever it is yes concussions disease. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what that's, it's called that sounds like what it could be called yeah con- concussions disease uh, exactly <sighs> Um, no, actually what happened was, um, you know, the, the, they're very long, the, the defense people have very long sticks. They have six foot sticks versus the, the three foot sticks that the, uh, the other folks have. And somebody was, uh, was scooping a ball, which meant the, the pointy butt end of the stick was pointing upwards and I was running at them and the pointy butt end went between, uh, the bars of my face Mac and actually hit me right between the eyes, kind of like at the top of the bridge of my nose. And I just kind of saw cross-eyed for a little while. Uh, and then I kind of stumbled towards the sidelines and was like, Hey, somebody should go play for me, uh, while I, uh, regain, regain my sight, which didn't take long, but it was a, a little bit of a, you know, I was running and then suddenly I like couldn't see straight and I was like, Oh, I think I, I got hit in the face with a stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, it happens. You know, yeah. Um, Concussions disease. <laughs> if we had a title for the bootleg, it would be concussion yeah. disease. Uh, maybe we'll put that in the description for the bootleg yeah <clears throat> dan may or may not be suffering from concussions disease <laughs> all right which i mean is basically a form of you know yeah. brain worms of some sort oh but the brain worms all each have their own concussion yes yeah, so they, don't, they don't even know that they're there i don't mm-hmm. even know where they are most mm-hmm. of the time it's sad really because you know their kids come and visit and they're like where are you and they're like i don't know i'm just i can be a worm and they're like no you're in dan's brain they're like who's dan and they're like wow this is just really sad <laughs> oh god is oh, this boy. a symptom is this another symptom of the concussion <laughs> yeah i yes as your doctor 100 percent. did i play lacrosse did i, did I, was I am i playing football right now <laughs> Man, wouldn't that be funny, though, if you at, had never actually played lacrosse and this whole entire time you'd been insisting that you played lacrosse and then we, like, yeah. talked to your mom or something? She's like, no, my, no, he, yeah, he played soccer. Been, uh, playing along with me for 20 years. Yeah. Like, yes, we met while playing lacrosse. I also played lacrosse. There's no such name. There's no such sport called lacrosse. Um, I mean, it sounds totally made up. Sticks it does, on it a really field. It does sound made up. What, what, what do you, you just catch the ball with your hands like an adult? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you throwing it with a stick and a pouch? Yeah. What, uh, what if what if at the end of this this uh whatever this is like I wake up and I just wake up one day and I'm staring up at the at the sky 
as nighttime and there's like these big lights on. It turns out that I'm like laying down on the 50 yard line of a football field. And I've been like, I've been unconscious for you know how many years now with concussions disease. And I just, I feel like I, like I, I imagined an entire life mm-hmm. uh, where I, I, I sat in this little tiny office. Like it's a, uh, it's like that Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's all melted in that tube or whatever. Like I imagined a whole life uh, where I had, I had like a, a job where I played on a computer and a, and a, and a kid and stuff. And uh, I just, I'm really just laying on the field with concussions disease. I'm like 17 years old still. Yeah. I feel like that show would get canceled. I I can't see it making it to air in a post NBC heroes Mm. TV environment. Well, it wouldn't be post NBC heroes because if I'm 17, that's pre NBC heroes. Touche. Which means I imagined NBC heroes, which is fairly imaginative of me. If you don't, you know, really think about it. Yeah. I mean, could a person with concussions disease do that? <laughs> do it right that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it proves that I don't have concussions disease because if I did, I wouldn't be able to imagine NBC's heroes. <laughs> what is happening to me? Uh, all right, we should... Yeah, save should the cheerleaders, save the world, as in this, in this podcast. Save, save, save the bus of cheerleaders. All right, mm-hmm. it's, uh, say, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye Listen. to everybody. 